Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey guys, thank you for downloading today's podcast. Great show today. Very we busy today, to a star it? of Friends, mm-hmm. um, Ross's first wife, Carol. Um, also to uh, first date feedback. Um, the lady who was in today. She was a cracker, wasn't she? She was great. Oh, the feedback was great and she's going to take it on board. But her past dating experiences were mm. just hilarious. I think I want to find her a date. Yeah, you want to take her yeah, under your wing? No, I just, she's a like awesome girl. And you'd say that she's an attractive girl as well. Yeah. And I just think she's so, she's at an age where she's got her kids. She doesn't need someone. She wants someone. Mm. Yeah. That it would be nice, I guess, to match her up so she doesn't have to weed through the the crap that's yeah. out there. None of your friends, though, because uh, that's always yeah, trouble. I don't have any single guy friends anymore. Yeah, good. That'll keep you out of trouble then. <laughs> nah. Mm. See, there's um. So my cousin, who's married to Ricky the Builder, um, his dad is single in his sixties. Mm. And Esther, oh, I know another lady. Y- yeah, who's single no, you, in no, you 60s. don't. Stop it, Esther's your mum. But wait, if the oh, cousins, no. then no, they're related. Absolutely not. Huh? No, no, no. So it's uh, marriage through marriage. So, right. so my cousin is married to the to Ricky. Oh, right, right. And it's and Ricky's then, dad. Yeah, and that's but fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Let's no, do no, it. no, 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 no. Why? Well, Esther was trying to hook um, him up with a girl she knew, and I'm like, don't do it. Because we all hang out a lot of barbecues and stuff. And she's like, no, they'll get along really well. I'm like, no, because when it goes pear-shaped, then it's, all good. it's your fault. Mm. Like, you stay out of it. You've got to... You can't involve yourself in relationships with people in your circle. So if we never hung out with him before. Okay. I've uh, You've got a 100% success rate. You go for it. Yeah, I've uh, I've paired a lot of friends up. They've gone out on dates. Do you know this is... But what, was it, though, did you do it subliminally or was it like, mm. I've got this person for you, I've got oh, this person true. for you, then you bring them together. Whereas if you just let it happen... No, no, no. It was like total setup. Right, okay. And I can say that none of them hated it. Like... <laughs> They they were with each other. Like, so I was trying to give her a call to see how the date was. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's probably not anything long term. Like, no, she said, mm. no, it's not going to go anywhere. But and, he, I went, he was, and I went, he was oh, I'm so sorry about that. And she's like, no, it's all cool. That's fine. And she kept saying that. And then um, I gave her a call in the morning and she sent me a text saying, I'm just leaving. Can I call you back? <laughs> so she was just leaving his house. All oh, right. So she was fine. This is this is the issue that we had, though. She was like, I don't see myself in the passenger seat of a Porsche. I was like, oh, oh boo-hoo. Oh, that Porsche. Well, he, was, <laughs> he drove a Porsche. He drove a Porsche, but for her, and you guys met her, like she's such an intellect. She's got so many degrees that she said the type of guy that goes drives a Porsche <laughs> is not something she's about. Mm. She doesn't want a showy person. And like when I said the same, I was like, come on, let's break this down. She was like, that's the person that wants to look and I don't want to. It, it, I don't want to be looked at. I don't want to be looked at. She's mm. like, that's not me. You know, uh, I drive mm. my old crappy car. I'd prefer to have money in the bank rather than look at me. But would and she I've done go all out? those degrees and I don't want to sit in the passenger seat of a Porsche. Would she go out with a guy who drove a 1987 Corolla? Like, what is she chasing? Has he got to have like it's a... He's got to have smarts. It's all about intelligence. She was intelligent snob. Like a Nissan Navara, you know, like middle... It's not about the car. It's about if you could have like a an intellectual conversation with her. Right. Okay. She always got along well with my brother. Hmm. Mm. Why don't you hook them up? I think they almost did it at a party, and I was like, no, 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 no. You married your brother's best friend. I know, hypocrite. <laughs> such a hypocrite. <laughs> and she's miserable. That's why she didn't want it to happen. No, nah, such a hypocrite. All right, here we go. Let's roll this podcast. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. May 2021. Full moon. That is also a blood moon, a flower moon, a super moon, and a lunar eclipse. They put a man on the moon. Man on the moon. Did they? Did they really? You were hearing people talk about it, but I tell you what, it was it was epic last night. The super blood moon. So that's when a uh, a full lunar eclipse coincides with a super moon. Um, so the moon is particularly close to Earth and it just appears brighter, but it was just like beautiful pink glowing moon. And I wasn't disappointed. I was disappointed in my photos. I don't know how people get some epic photos. They use proper cameras. Cameras, do they? Yeah. yeah. Phone. I was thinking about going to find mine, but I was like, you know what? I'll just get someone else's. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an Apple tragic, but whenever I see those billboards around where they're right, shot on iPhone, yeah. I'm like... As if, man. <laughs> Every time I take a photo of something beautiful in the landscape on my iPhone, it, it looks never like looks it's like that, a million it? miles away. No, but it was it was quite extraordinary. And we have been talking about whether it's a, it affects people. Mm. You, you, yesterday we were talking about the amount of people that break up on full moon. It was funny. There was an article saying that this is particularly this one uh, with uh, Mercury and retrograde. Uh, there will be a lot of relationship <laughs> breakups. And I, with Mercury and well, retrograde. Just, you know, but it, the funny thing about that is my wife went to a wedding. <laughs> oh, that was last night. That was last night. I was like, oh, technically, she didn't be going invite the other you, way. though, did she? No, she didn't, and she didn't come home. Who did she marry? <laughs> <laughs> did you see it? Um, I didn't see it because oh. I'm uh, I forgot about it. But well, apparently, it's because I was just going. All right, let's go to bed. And Finney's like, no, there hasn't been one like this since 1982. I was like, yeah, I remember. You got to stop going to school, mate. Yeah, like, it's yeah, really annoying me the stuff that you learn there. So I was like, pill. all right, let's get up and let's go out there. Yeah, yeah me and Rory watched it too. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was epic. Mm. I have not. I realized in the morning though that it was on because it was lighter than usual coming through the bathroom window because uh. it's frosted. I was like, oh, no, did I leave the light on outside last night? But it was just the moon shining in. It's funny, I heard a professor of criminology talking about the moon because, you know, we, we've thrown it out there before about, like, does it get crazy or whatever. Yeah. Um, his theory is on it. He said that um, it's great working conditions for robbers. So that's why, because there's lots of natural light more break and enters occur because so, it's still dark, but they don't need to use torches. So you torches. don't have to hold oh, your right. flashlight in one hand so you've yeah. got more opportunity to grab. Right, because I thought it would be worse because it's brighter, but you're right, because you can't, you don't see a torch. Yeah, yeah, the torch is a giveaway. And the mm. other thing is they reckon um, that people notice it more because of the big moon. Everyone walks into work like emergency centre goes, it's going to be crazy mm. or whatever. So you're looking for it. So they're like, in their mind, at the end of the, the day, they go, oh, God, that was hectic because mm. of the moon, but it's just because... You subconsciously, you're hoping. Mm. You know what I mean? Your you know, theory's right. Do you know what's worse than a full moon for that sort of stuff? Wind. Wind makes people go crazy? Yeah. Wind makes people go crazy because it's the only element you can't see. So if it's windy for an extended period of time, people start to go a little bit cuckoo. I guess you can see the effects on the trees, but I know what you mean. Mm. It does get a bit... Mm. Mm. Well, that's it, what makes the wind. The trees moving back and forth. <laughs> 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 the sound of wind is annoying. <laughs> Yes, it's that's like, the thing, and it's, it's slowly it's constantly there's something niggling in, mm. in your brain in the background. But um, we do have first calls not far away, so mate, let's ask the breakup theory. Did you break up <laughs> yesterday? Did the soup? Did you get mooned? Did you get <laughs> mooned? Yeah. Did you get mooned? And break up? Did you get mooned? My friends had a full moon party, so they went. Oh, yeah. They went all for it. Mm. I didn't attend it, but I uh, when I was out at the moon because my friends and I when we were in drama school, we used to go to Bondi Beach and howl at the moon because that's cool. Um, can we? Can you? 
Can we unpack that? Can you show us? No, 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 I'll do it. Because last night when I was looking at the moon, someone was doing it. Were they? Yeah, I could hear it. I was Mm. like, that's not funny. It was only funny when I did it years ago. You can do it with me. Can you hear it? That's all the dogs in the neighbourhood having a crack too. <laughs> that's that's how we used to be at drama school. Was a bit. What were you dressed in when you did that? No, just normal clothes, really. A lot of them wouldn't have bras on. Did mm. you get on all fours and do it? Mm-mm. No, well, you'd sit down across knees in a circle. Uh, right. Mm, oh, like, interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, interesting. but then I used to go to poetry recitals. Oh, I'm not judging you for it. I was such a tool. Look at me now. I'm so cool. No, I'm not judging you for it. It actually sounds oh, no, like you fun. Can. Someone, I did hear someone do it. Um, and I was like, oh. my mum does it every full moon. Does she? Mm-hmm. <gasps> does she yeah. get on all fours well, and do it? What she's a, she, like, she reads carrot. Like she reads, she reads carrot cards. It's the full moon, man. You're right. You're so you don't you don't pretend to be a werewolf, no, is no, what no. I'm asking no. you. You don't. It's more you don't. Of an elemental. Okay, yeah, like right. a whole Getting body experience, and, and we had to get yeah. down to our all your different chakras. Yeah, your chakras. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. First day feedback. A date. It's a date. If you're the sort of person that can secure a first date, but then it doesn't really go to plan for the second. Maybe you never get a call back and you want to know what impression was I giving the other person, then you can hit us up on the Stab Abby and Matt Facebook page. We have Jane in this morning. Morning. Good morning. Now, you're 39 years of age. You're in marketing. Yeah. I am. And I, I don't know how to say this without saying rude. Everyone that's come in seems so amazing and someone that would have... What's a, wrong with you, Jane? No, <laughs> would have a partner, but explain what happened in the last time you went on a, a date besides this one. Um, the last time I went on a date was Friday night. It okay. was fun. It was absolutely so much fun. The guy, he's just... I think he's still in love with his ex. All right. That old chestnut. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. only very fresh out of his relationship, about two or three months. So mm. it's like, okay. So it's fine. You're like, well, we went on one date, but why did you go on the first one if you weren't ready? Yeah. So you're going on a lot of first dates. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So and even I've, you're doing first date feedback on other guys. You're like, still in love with the ex. Nah. <laughs> I'm like an expert at this whole thing. Um, but it's, it's just so transactional. Yeah. It's so like, you know... You don't just organically meet someone. It's like, you know, it's an interview. Mm. Yeah. It's just an interview. Like even with Chris on Wednesday, who's, was it Wednesday? I don't know. Lovely <laughs> guy, but it's like, what are your hobbies? What are your interests? Right. Yeah. And okay. single parents, the first question you ask is, how often do you have your children and what weekend do you have them? Right. If it doesn't match up, it's done. Really? Oh, that's interesting, isn't mm. it? Ah. Yeah. Because you can't change it. No. No. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes you feel like going, can we just give all those stats before we go on the first date? Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't work out. But still, you're trying to be, I guess, the nice version of yourself, the flirty version of yourself. But yeah, oh, the, you've got all that information in the background. I warn people that I'm really cheeky and yep. inappropriate. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is me. I'm not going to try and do the whole yeah. best behavior type of thing. So, have you, have you had a guy say to you before, oh, no, I don't have my kids on the weekend. I don't want to have be with someone who's got their kids on the weekend. That's my time. Like, are they that upfront about it? No, it's if your weekends don't match. Yeah, okay. So it's, yeah, I'm not really. Because then you won't have a weekend alone. Mm. Yeah, so you can't, you don't want to introduce your children to someone straight away. Oh, oh yeah, of course. of course. So if I've got my children this weekend and they haven't, then I can't see them. Yep. And I'm not going to take my children along. Yeah, yeah, yeah naturally. I don't have babysitters available all the time. And so, yeah, that's one of the first things you ask as a yeah. parent. And that's fair enough. Your kids come first. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we sent you on a date uh, with a guy named Chris, and he's got some um, feedback. 
Now, um, this is generally, it's little things that people learn about themselves that they didn't even know that they were doing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if you're aware of this. We'll give you your first piece of feedback, and there's more to come um, in just a second. So <laughs> this was his, his first sort of um, visual spotting of you, okay? She was quite nervous, and she admitted that up front. I guess we all are on first dates. The way it showed probably most was in her hands in terms of um, lots of neck touching, lots of, I guess, sort of wringing her hands. That made me feel a bit nervous and I guess a bit more self-conscious about, oh, gosh, how can I make this situation a bit easier? No one knows often what their sort of telltale signs are until it's brought to your attention. That's true. That's true. (laughs) What do you think of that? That was so true. Before, because my hands started to go really sweaty. Yeah. I think... um, He's a bit younger than me, right. and he'd wanted to have children, and so that kind of just, I automatically just, went, oh, okay. his uterus is closed to business, so <laughs> <laughs> it's made its babies. So you were going to get up and walk away. I was like, and you know, you've got to walk, <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> oh my God, I love that saying. His uterus is closed for business. So that kind of put me off, like, and he was so lovely, and I yeah. knew that he, he, yeah, he was just, it was... So then you've I got all this going doing, on in the back yeah. of your mind and it starts to yeah. show yeah. Because physically. Because we would yeah. have thought that that would be a nervous trait of yours and maybe coming in here you'd do it, but you haven't done that no, see, here. See, I'm, I'm spotting it just then when you started <laughs> talking about your hands are, are, are going up. Maybe it's just uterus chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that a lot anyway. I'm yeah. a bit called like the... Um, Praying mantis. Cause like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think what that what he's saying there though is he he knew you were nervous, so put it Made he, him he didn't know how to ease you. Yeah, like and you can't and it was say to a woman his job to try and do that as well, which was lovely. And he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like you can't say. You're flapping about. You look nervous. It's okay. I'm, I'll wait I want to be here. Your back to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, it's a hard thing to say. Because I, I think it's also hard to in a first date, isn't it? Because your quirks, your friends, and people who know you understand. But like when you're meeting someone for the first time, I guess you're both judging each other. Yeah, absolutely. On face value. What is it? Very quirky. <laughs> like to date someone that doesn't have kids, then? Because you were talking about that before and how difficult it is. Um, I have dated some guys that don't have kids, and they're generally very set in their ways. Um, that's, you know... Things. Broad generalisation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, they don't have to worry about... They don't consider the fact that I can't just drop everything and go yeah. out or they, you know, they've just got their own lives and that's it because they don't have yeah. to have all those, you know, what it's like to have kids. Yeah. It's, you've got so many responsibilities. i got friends without kids like that. You want to hang out tonight? I need about two weeks' notice yeah. for that kind yeah. of behaviour. Ask me next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to play you um, uh, some audio of a moment in the date. Okay, um, so this one right now um, was right at the start, and I can, and then we'll get Chris to explain to you why he found it strange, and it was when you were ordering drinks. I'm fine with the water, thank you. Sure. Oh, I'll have a glass of wine, actually, just to the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to. A Riesling? I'll go stone and wood, please. Stone and wood? Thank you. Cool. Did you say stone and wood? Sorry? Did you say soda water or stone and wood? Uh, stone and wood. Oh, I thought, yeah. you, I thought you said soda water and then went stone and wood. I was like, uh, okay. So you were going to order a water. Why were you going to order water and then you changed to wine? Because it's the middle of the work day. I don't generally drink while I'm at work. No, okay, yeah, right. That's fair enough. Mm. Here was his feedback as to why it, it was a bit strange. So when it came to ordering drinks, she hesitated and defaulted to water. That's totally fine. Not everyone's a drinker. She did seem to choose wine under duress, but I think water to me would signify that I'm a bit uncomfortable in this situation slash I don't potentially want to be here for particularly long. A lunch date probably not, is in that sort of in-between territory because it's not quite a coffee date, it's not quite a dinner, and I'll 
alcoholic drink, a wine, a beer, or even a coffee or a tea, that to me would say, I'm here for the duration. I'm invested in this. Let's sit down and chat. Mm. What do you think about that? I would never have thought of it that way. It was just the middle of the day. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to go back to work. I had a meeting with my boss. So, But it's interesting though, isn't it? Because a lot of the things that he's picking up is after a certain point, you didn't want to be there. Yeah. And that's, oh. and that's was true. If you kind of go, oh, he wants kids. I don't want kids. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Let's get a water and let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> I can, oh, I can, I've left dates before. <laughs> yeah, but that's, but that's fine. Like, you're actually at that point where you go, you don't want to waste time. Is that being true? No. Like you, no, I was really excited to you be were, there. Okay, like, yeah. um, I think the situation more than anything... And um, I got told that he was amazing and lovely, so I was really excited to chat to him. Yeah. Um, but it was just a daytime thing you had to yeah. get back to work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe like a lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> maybe something. But he said coffee there, so I guess it's all perception. Like if, yeah. if a coffee went down, he'd be like, oh, she's digging this. She's sticking yeah. around. And that's the, that's the thing about the spotlight that you're under. The things that you're doing that you're not even aware of are being read completely <laughs> yeah. differently by the person across the table from you. It's so difficult. I did hear you whisper then that you've left a date before. <laughs> Why did you get up and walk out on a date? Uh, he was drunk and uh. he drove there. And oh, I was wow. really nervous. Um, wow. Was just, it, I was like 15 minutes in and it was about 8 o'clock at night. And yeah, he was really drunk, like slurring and his eyes were closed. And I actually went up to the, um, the bartender and said, I need some help. I think this guy's really drunk and he's going to drive. He drove here. Um, and the guy was so young. And I went back to the table and the guy came up and he's like, oh, I need to cut you off. Mm. He's like, why? He's like, oh, she said. I'm oh, like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god! And I just got up and walked off. Oh yeah, my god! That, you've oh, done the right thing in that situation. James, this is just. Oh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I didn't realise there was so many more layers. I think of... we might have to go back and maybe just take over Jane's Tinder profile and work with that because yeah. that might be, might be problems with the swipes. All right, last piece of feedback here. Uh, This is right at the end of the date, and this is the one I think that got him off guard a little bit. Something that was touched on, and it did actually catch me off guard, uh, we were talking about dating TV shows, and she brought up ghosting and was really for it in terms of that's why we have ghosting, to avoid those awkward situations. That caught me off guard. So I guess talking about ghosting in a positive light, and it sort of very much opens up the consideration that that could happen to me after this day. Are you a ghoster? She is in tears. <laughs> you are, I could not stop laughing. It was brought up because <laughs> we were talking about that TV show, First Dates, mm. yeah. and how when you sit at the end, you go, would you like to see this person again? And you awkwardly sit there going, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, nah. And I'm like, see, if you didn't, you, that's why ghosting is invented, so you didn't have to have those awkward conversations of someone going, are you going to see that person again? <laughs> I think his advice is... If you're going to ghost, don't tell people you're going to ghost. Like, just, just well, I'm ghost. an excellent ghost. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but no, you're like the waiter will come over and go, she's going to ghost you later. <laughs> hey, look, great to meet you. you There's you're a few amazing. points to work on. Good luck out there. You seem like you deserve love. I hope you find it. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Remember back in the day, you had those wind-on cameras and you took a photo and you printed it out, whether it looked good or not, Ooh, and then yeah. that was it. That yeah, was well, it. All, all the photos um, of us, like on our first day of school and stuff, we're against a wall in the lounge room and mum's on the other wall as far back as she can go because you never used to see if you're in shot or not. <laughs> so we're, we're always like 20 metres in the... Everyone's in the photo. <laughs> if you wanted to zoom, you just cut out the extra and just put that in the photo frame. But um, yeah. it, it's... 
it is the way it, now. We all take photos on our phone, and I'm terrible. I desperately want to get them printed out, and I never get around to it. Right. So I just see, seem to, uh, you know, back them up and go, I'm going to do that one day. Put them in the cloud. Put them in the cloud, <laughs> just wait for them there, and I want to get them done. But I always like when I... I'm not forced to like you, Manny, but I do like it when you have the option to get the photos at the school um, oh, yeah. events, at kindy events, and we mm. also get them for sporting now. Mm. So that's my like, yes, I've got it printed out. And they always do such beautiful photos, and it is what it is on that day. And I say that because there's been a situation where they have now started to Photoshop. And I always go to my kids, oh, no, it's photos day, and they've got... Like, like a scratch. And I'm like, but that's what it is. That was the fight you had with yeah. your brother in the car when I was yelling, and I'll hate it then, but in years' time, I'll remember what it was. Yeah. But it's just a normal thing now. And at one of the sporting events, they a, a, par- a couple of the parents have requested for the photos to be redone because they're photoshopped, maybe because they're poorly photoshopped. <laughs> so they want them unphotoshopped. Unphotoshopped. And I can understand that because I go, you shouldn't photoshop kids and I'm not a, a pro on the phone like I, I'll use a filter if I'm doing um, the stories because you know that Paris filter yeah like, oh I love it <laughs> everyone does that yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll use that and you're like well it's still lying isn't it really mm. but if I was posting any photos of the kids and I know that's controversial up to you whether you do or not I would never use a filter mm. Mm. never use a filter because I don't want to alter their image for them to look back and realise it's different. Is it when when they said that the, the sports one got photoshopped? Were the parents informed that it was going or asked if they wanted it to be done? No, or that's they just, just the norm. Did, and wow. then and then they were sort of ask. said that some of them are just <laughs> automatically getting done now. Mm. And I re- was remembering it as well because over in uh, America there was a, a university that was complaining because all the girls yes. were photoshopped, so it looks like they didn't have low cleavage. They um, photoshopped their just, cleavage out. Yeah, and, and it wasn't weird. like it was just their natural. What were, they wearing? what were they wearing? Just like t-shirts. All oh, right, so was it they weren't no. like they were wearing low-cut dresses no, on purpose? No, it was just their t-shirts. That's strange. Mm. But I was like, you can't really alter it. Where do you where do you sit the line with kids? Line? And if that's the case, are you going to go? No, definitely, I'm not doing it. But then when your child's old enough to get Instagram, are you going to say don't filter? Well, my biggest concern is if you don't have ugly photos of your children through school, then what are you going to put up at their 21st birthday? That's that's a myth now, though, too. You're like, right. But they don't do that anymore because you never take a bad photo. Because that it, was my whole family's yeah. thing. And that would, it, it would this <laughs> I remember it. We'd be like, this one's going to be for your 21st. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you guys did it on Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, I loved those photos. They were terrible. Birthday. They were I so, stood there for so, so long bad. watching them. Just watching them scroll. Yeah. No, um, so bad. Yeah, but you don't. You don't keep the bad ones. That no. was because you never. You, you only knew they were bad after you'd gone through the whole process of getting them developed. You go, oh, look, you've got your eyes shut, you idiot. But then that's the one we got. But what you got beautiful album? family photos, and yeah. I have as well. They're all photoshopped. Yeah, they are photoshopped. And you don't, you don't realise because it's just the norm. Mm. Yeah, and we love them. Uh, your wedding photos, photoshopped. We had no. to. You don't, don't realise, but they, they yeah. were all slightly. Mm. One of my groomsmen had one of his eyes shut in the photo that we liked the most. Everyone else looked good. So we got the photographer to take his other eye, turn it upside down, (laughs) and Photoshop it onto his eye. So so both eyes are open. (laughs) (laughs) If you put the same eye on it, it would have looked weird. So they had to turn it upside down to make it look... (laughs) Can you bring them in? If you look look real closely, you can can tell. tell. He's got two left eyes. Just the left eye on the right side's upside down. He can't dance. He's got two left eyes. (laughs)
<laughs> we got hubby's tooth photoshopped in. He's that's, missing a tooth. That's right. It's right, the funk's in with smiles. <laughs> the tic-tac was too t- obvious. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he wanted to wear a tic-tac during the ceremony. And the photographer's like, no, nah, I'll just edit it in. And I was like, that's amazing. And I was like, you shouldn't, yeah. but no, nah, please do. Did you take the tooth from the left side? <laughs> <laughs> Put it over there so it matched. <laughs> Jane and Mogul uh, were asking to Photoshop or not Photoshop with the kids' photos. What do you think? No, I'm not for it. Um, my daughter's school didn't make it clear that the, the company was going to Photoshop and uh, they changed shadows under her eyes that made her look like a completely different race. Oh, really? Oh. That's... Unrecognisable. So what do you, So they didn't and all the photos were quite Photoshopped without asking, um, I guess? Yeah, yeah. They changed skin tone and, you know, shadows on their faces and things like that and... When my daughter went back to them and said, hey, this is my ID, so can we go back to the original? They said, we didn't actually save the original. We'd shop it and then save that. Oh, wow. They didn't even save the originals. Yeah, that's, a bit, that's, no. that's a bit wrong. I guess it, it should be an opt-in thing, maybe. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she does it on her own phone, that's fine. But, mm, yeah, yeah, the school photos I'm with you, I think it's, it's a point in time. So when you said she does it on her own phone, is that is that common with um, kids her age? Like they are all photoshopping their photos? Because I know, like myself, I said I use like a different filter and different lighting. But are they going to the extreme of um, going on computers and actually editing them? Oh, they can do it all and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They, they change, you know, rosy cheeks, eye colour, eye size. Yeah, all sorts of things. Mm. So, and that was her year 12 ID. So mm. I think at that age too, you're old enough to make that decision yourself mm. whether mm. you want it or not. Elise and Bing Lee, what do you think about photoshopping kids' photos? Um, I don't think it's appropriate at all, to be honest. My um, son, we did baby photos in the shopping centre, mm. um, and he was going through, like, teething. So he had, like, teething rash on his cheek, and he had, like, a scratch um, as well. And I said to the ladies, oh, I don't really want to do the photos now because of his cheek. And she was like, oh, no, we'll just touch it up lightly, and you won't see anything. I'm like, all right, first time mum you know, the pressure of saying no to those people in the shopping <laughs> yeah, they get is, you, hey. is crazy. And, um, yeah, so we did the photos and we got called back the next week and they printed all the photos, put it out. They photoshopped it that much. There was nothing on his cheeks. There was nothing. It was so airbrushed. And his eye colour was brown instead of blue. Wow. Like, <laughs> sure it was your baby? It wasn't the wrong photo? I, I, I said to the lady, I'm like, are you sure this is my baby? Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, my son's got blue eyes. This has got brown eyes. Gosh. And, yeah, I was like, um, what the heck? <laughs> so, yeah, that's full on, eh? If this keeps up, our exhibits in the museums of the future are going to look nothing like us. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to say, see how we have fully evolved. It'll yeah. be wrong. Uh, we've got a children's photographer who's called through. Hi, Christy. Hi. Christy, what do you think about it? I mean, you're hearing a lot of us say, oh, we don't like them Photoshop. Are we just oblivious that there are touch-ups in any of the photos? Uh, myself, um, I've, I've witnessed a lot. Obviously, I've done different forms of children's photography. So I've done the shopping centres and they do, they, they touch up a lot. Um, I would say too much. Oh. For me personally, uh, the photography that I do, if the parents haven't asked to have something removed from the photo, I don't remove it. Mm. I only do it upon request because I feel the same myself. Have you ever had it the other way where you've given the photo back and they were like, why didn't you Photoshop that out? 
Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, see, that's it. You can't please people. Because I think that the reason that they're Photoshopping is because most people buy it when they do look that glossy finish. Yeah. 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 Is there a difference, though, Christy, between, um, like we say, we had some family photos done and they're outside at sunset, and you can tell there has been some Photoshopping done there, but nothing, I don't think, has been removed from the children's faces and that. So is there, is there like, different levels that people, that you kind of do? Yeah, I mean, if there's a stray hair, mm. um, that's something that's normally um, Photoshopped, and then you have the sharpening, you have the lighting... Mm. Um, those sorts of things we tend to do. I myself do that, but I don't tend to remove, say, birthmarks, freckles, mm. things that the children are born with or that they develop over time. Mm. I have had a little boy that came in to have his photo done, and he had a black eye. Um, and I asked his mother, are, are you happy to have his photo taken with his black eye? And she said, yeah, she said, leave it exactly the way that it is. Oh, there you yeah, go. Right, there you go. Mm. I've just looked at our photos and I realised, why did they Photoshop double chins in for me? <laughs> That's so strange, isn't it? Well, no, they took the other two off. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It's been 17 years since we last saw our friends. The world's favourite friends are reuniting on our screens. Yep, the Friends reunion is on tonight and we'll be reliving all the best moments from the show. See, Jane Sibbett played Ross's first wife, Carol. To hell with her, she left me. And you never knew she was a lesbian. She didn't know. How should I know? And she joins Stab, Abby and Matt right now. What a pleasure. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? Good. Now, now Good. you played um, Ross's uh, first wife on the show, Carol. Yes, Carol was my casting, yes. So will you be watching it or are you oh. attending any parties for it? Yes, there's a there is some secret red carpet party that the guest list is not being shared with anyone, and even the press over here is like, I can't seem to find how I can sneak over to that party. Well, it's on big lockdown, so yeah, wow. there's a there's a pre-party that's happening tonight. Awesome. <laughs> this show, <laughs> no doubt, is one of the top five biggest the world has ever seen. I mean, the storylines, the characters. Everyone can remember them, but the behind the scenes is what everyone really wants to know about. <laughs> we heard that apparently the guys on the show all made a pact, and I mean, what champions they are for this. They all agreed they didn't want to ruin it, so they all promised that none of them would sleep with any of the female cast members. You know, I always saw that in, I saw that in one of the reveals from the reunion. I did not know that. Makes I sense now I, in hindsight, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. And how great is that that they made that pack? <laughs> you think they were successful? <laughs> but well, it sounds like only with the women, so I don't really know. Hey, Jane. <laughs> I always find that funny, you know, because it's like the guys all said, hey, let's promise not to. But then the women are probably sitting in there going, we wouldn't have anyway, guys. We've got it, mate. Like, it's fine. You know, it's so interesting because half of, half of that cast were friends and acquaintances from before we began friends. I was on another show when, we all, when I was brought on, um, and it was so fabulous that everybody was able to, that they made the pack also to be one for all and all for one, mm. and they really helped that. So there was, you know, obviously, you know, about everyone had lunch together all the time. They always had lunch, and for me as a, as a friend to come into that and to see them working at such a high level and 
so excited to be with one another and so excited to make it the best they possibly could for one and all. It made it the most delicious set ever. It's truly the highest benchmark in my career um, of, of how set protocol is all the way down. Writers, producers, everybody. That cast was amazing. And a lot of that was also Jimmy Burroughs, the director. Mm. I brought them all together. Did you hear that story about what they did? They went off to Vegas together? No, but that's that's yeah. always a bonding experience. Yeah. But they all you know, learned to play poker together or, or played poker together, and they bonded. And from then on, like, this is how we're going to do it. I think Courtney was paramount in saying, let's, let's always work together like this. Right. Let's always, no competition. Let's just do it together. So wise. And they have become such deep friends. It's so dear. I've always wanted to know because there's always been rumours or maybe it is confirmed that Jennifer Aniston was the one that organised lunch for the girls and she designed this salad that had turkey bacon and they ate the same thing every day. If you were all having lunch with them, you would know. Is that true? Well, see, no, here's the deal. The lunch was for, for, the, for the six of them. Oh. So as a, and I, and I was a brand new nursing mother and I, I would, you know, started working on but he was two days old, so I didn't even think twice about not being invited in. I was missing, but that's what they did, and it was great. And they seriously, every single day, it was beautiful. And, and it was the turkey salad? I, you know, I, I confirm it. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't go look at the salad. I could just, and they would go from room to room. They'd go into different rooms to do it. Everyone had their rooms, you know, all tricked out, and it's beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, but I would walk past the open doors and hear them laughing and talking. And it's beautiful. And they, you know, wave hi and... That was that. I just walked on with my baby. <laughs> That's right. You know? We're going to find the catering. If you remember the catering um, on set, <laughs> I really want to know. I just want to eat the same damn salad that Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox looked at them. They're gorgeous. I want to eat what they're eating every day, and that's it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would make it with their own fingers, I think. That's what they were doing. Oh, that's oh, the secret. Go. That's the secret. Aniston you, fingers. You need their fingers. Yeah, there you go. Get their fingers, and then you, exactly. you'll look beautiful for the rest of your <laughs> now, obviously, there's a whole yeah. generation of people. Well, it's never really gone away, friends, because of the streaming services, and now it's on Netflix, and and, and, and so it's still stayed in the zygos. But I think what a lot of people wouldn't have realised, uh, like coming into it now, was that your part was actually quite controversial for the lesbianism back in the day. Yeah, very controversial. So much that they blocked out our wedding. Yeah, and they still it in America. A couple, couple affiliates, and that was so good for. Bring in the conversation. Now, of course, you don't want anyone to say, no, denied, we will deny this. But what it did was it brought up conversations for people to be able to talk about it. And to this day, I get approached um, saying, thank you so much for being a part of that storyline that made me able to come out or share with my... I mean, I have uh, two women in Africa write to me that they were able to come out to their their village and actually be able to have their wedding. Wow. Very remote part of... Of Africa. So, you just never, I never in a million years, it was, I was only supposed to be there for two episodes. Mm. So, it was quite a blessing I was able to be strung out for three seasons longer. <laughs> Is it true that even your family yeah. um, were, I guess, concerned about it airing? And your dad, there's rumors that he held mm. a Bible studies during the show when it was airing so that his friends wouldn't yeah. see it. Yeah. Well, my, my, the rest of my family, they've all, I mean, my whole family's been supportive of my career. It was tricky for my dad. My parents separated long ago. Mm. My mom couldn't be prouder. My dad definitely had Bible study every Thursday night at 8 o'clock. And that ensured that his friends would never, ever see the show. But my godfather, I was, you know, raised in the Episcopal Church. And my godfather actually sent my dad articles 
of the success of the show and how this character was helping. And so it kind of turned the tide for my dad. And so we really came to peace at the near the end. Oh. And I was the one that helped him through hospice and all that. So he was, you know, he admitted that he was very proud of the progress that we had, you know, made. Um, not even knowing that we were going to be doing that. Uh, we know at that time Jennifer Aniston was uh, well engaged to Brad Pitt, and there were celebrities rolling through that place behind the scenes all the time and having guest spots on the show. Have you got any uh, awkward celebrity encounters from your time working on Friends? I'm afraid I have a really embarrassing Brad Pitt son. Oh. So that my highlight was definitely Brad Pitt. But that is one of my most embarrassing stories ever because I had just delivered my baby Violet and I came into the set and Jen's like, Jen, 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 come in, left Beyonce. And now he appears and I completely lose my mind. I, I mean, I just, I was like, ha, 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 ha baby. I couldn't even talk to him. <laughs> so Jen's like, what are you doing? This is, this is <laughs> my fiance. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I'm so glad we're going to get married. <laughs> and I just lost my mind. And he's like, oh, cute baby. I couldn't even talk around him. Wow. So, right. yeah, I, I know. It's really, I'm not that girl. I've been around celebrity my whole life, but there is some magic with that man. And I will never, I have given myself a restraining order that I must never, ever see him again. <laughs> well, that was such a, he was such a big name when he was on set. It wasn't like he grew after. Like there no, was such no, he was big there. the no. couple mm. as well. So when you see them in magazines nonstop to then see them in person. Yeah. Some people have a little extra charisma. <laughs> but I had some fun, you know, backstage with George Clooney and he's just such a delight. And so there's a lot of really beautiful people that came through because they so enjoyed the show. Because mm. so people were asking to go on the show it wasn't like they were going up to them to request it like big name celebrities were requesting to go on it right i don't know that i should ask i, yeah, I should never even thought about that again i was in a wash of mommyhood until i was raising my children the, the baby that was on the show was that the same that was your actual baby no it wouldn't have that been convenient <laughs> i love that too but no i because i was pregnant that first season on Friends, um, and I had just delivered my son, while that would have been great, if my son had cried, they wouldn't have been able to swap him out. So we actually had triplets. Oh, One yeah. Because the yes. there's only certain amount of so times that they can work at the restrictions the as well. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like every two hours? Six hours, I think. Depends, I think yeah. Yeah, depends on the age, but yeah. Yeah, well, for a little one like that, it's 20 minutes. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You and Ross yeah. were together. You left him, but you were pregnant to him. So that that's why it kind of all intertwined still. So you're telling me <laughs> that when you were at work, you were dealing with a newborn baby. And then when you weren't at work, you were still dealing with a newborn baby. Everywhere you went, you were just a mum. <laughs> right. That's right. I was. I was just like a milky mom. I was <laughs> milky head. I, yeah, I'm even like the one with the breast milk. I, you know, I tried to even nurse my my triplets there for that show because we thought that would be much more ideal. Mm-hmm. So if you if you slow down that shot, you can actually see me trying to get that baby to latch on. But no, no, no. I don't know if any of you are parents. Uh, we but, all are. Yes. Um, yeah. If you, yeah. So if you see you see Maddie's expression at one point, he's like, "Sibyl, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, it's okay, I have permission. It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but right. the babies were not having it. They were triplets, and so the mom was bottle feeding it, and they did not want anything to do with it. Yeah, so I was in every way trying to be the mom, but yeah, no wet right. nursing for me. 
Wow. <laughs> the trauma, trauma from wet nurse and Carol. <laughs> We're seeing through the reunion show, like, how close the six actually are, that it wasn't put on. And like you said, they had lunch every day. They were really close, especially after Vegas. Have you kept in contact with any of them or have you seen them over the years? Because it's been 17 years since it aired. I know. It's been a long time. You know, of the six friends, I've only, I, I saw you know, Jen very briefly at a party um, over FaceTime because I happened to be at a party and she was FaceTiming in. And that was, <laughs> it was super, super fast. Um, and then beyond that, it's Maggie and, and Jess and I are, are really, are good friends, but separately from one another. And so yeah. we've been doing events together. I just did a story from that with, you know, friends reunion of, of these characters and Marta Kaufman. Because I was in Hawaii for seven years. Mm. And then, then immediately, almost immediately, I moved to Northern California to be um, taking care of my mom. Right. So I'm um, I'm mostly up in Northern California, so I don't get to see everybody, but I'd like to, hopefully soon. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you this morning. Um, uh, great to know that we are getting this before the U.S. We'll have it 5 o'clock uh, this afternoon. So 5 o'clock this afternoon Hi. is when we can see the Friends Reunion on Binge. Great to talk to you this morning. Oh, so great talking with you. Thank you so much. Have a happy Friends Day. Yeah, happy Friends oh, Day. Happy Friends Day to you. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll probably get, get mentioned that for, for the rest of eternity. Nice to chat. There she is, Jane Sibbett. She played Carol Willick. She was um, Ross's wife, then realised, nope, she was gay, so it was no longer his wife. Um, it's Stab Abby and Matt here at B105. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. $10,000 every day, guys, when we play Alpha Bucks uh, because you are one of our very special podcasters. We give you answers. And two of your answers are deodorant and dream. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, of course, Supermoon was last night. Super blood red. A super blood moon. moon. Bo- yeah, bloody moon. So it's when you get the uh, eclipse mm-hmm. with a super moon. And then it goes pink. Is it meant to bring good luck? Yep, sure. I, I think whatever. I'm trying to get photos of it. Because, you know, they... It's supposed people, to be cleansing. Well, people mm. all, all been saying about the bad stuff that it's meant to bring you, but I felt like maybe I got some supermoon good luck oh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah? Uh, because our uh, family car, so our Red Captiva, mm. right, um, that Esther drives around in, it um, is due for a service in July. Now, the last time I got it serviced... Um, it was making a clunking noise. Right. And they said to me, look, we've got to change some base plates on the shock absorbers. Said, it's not dangerous. It just makes a noise. We can either do it now for you or do you want to do it at the next service? And, of course, I'm like, well, push that money to the next service. <laughs> Did you say not urgent? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. So no worries at all. So I was like, oh, we'll do it then. But for some reason this week I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get it done done early. I'll get it done before the, the July service then it's Playing out, on your mind. Out of the yep. Yeah, yep. I, don't, I don't know. It was just there. Um, and so it was going to be very simple. It was an overnight. I had to have a sleepover there because they said they've got to pull it all apart <laughs> and then they're going to do. take them two days to do it. I'm like, that's all right. Just go for, go for a little visit over to your friend's house. Now, I got a text message from the mechanic uh, about an hour and a half after I dropped off the car and I've sent you the photos that he sent to me. Uh-huh. And you can explain what it is that Whoa. you see. <gasps> oh, you've got something that's impaled through. Oh, my through. God. Did you run over that? You've got an impaled through the tyre rim. 
No, that's a part. Yeah, in the wheel arch, yeah. there, there is a piece of steel, yeah. right, that has, like, gone up in, pierced into the car and gone up in under the hood there. Wow. It also did a little rip into the tyre. Yeah, I would have thought it would have done something so to the tyre. How did you not notice that? Or it didn't, it's just now the wheel's removed, it's obvious. The tyre's got to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, so you couldn't see it. You couldn't see it, okay. So, um, now, that the thing that I explained to you guys was legit what needed to be happened. The steel wasn't causing the noise. Oh, so that was an extra. So yes, that I get that, and I go. I know I'm already up for a couple of grand to fix whatever's going on. Plus, he's like, "We'll we'll have a look and see if there's done any more damage." I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm freaking out." Do you remember running over it? Well, see, this is the thing. Adrian, who works with us, borrowed my car. Yes, and he's oh. just walked out now into the airlock. Oh, yeah. So no. he's obviously freaking out. But don't worry, buddy, because, yes, I do remember running over a piece of metal. So you are off the hook, my friend. It is not at your cost. (laughs) Wow, you should have thrown that along more for. What do you mean you remember? So I remember coming back from, I think I was in Springfield uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mm. and I'm coming down the highway to about Wacol, going 100 kilometres an hour. Can we just explain? This is probably over, would you say... Uh, over 40 centimetres? It's pretty big. It, I think, and I looked closely at it, I reckon it is the um, the chair off like a piece of Bunnings furniture. Right. See how it's got that coating on it? It's it's like a piece of outdoor yeah, furniture. Okay. Oh, it's, right. I'm just explaining. It is quite a huge bit. All right. Yeah, huge piece of metal. I remember running over a piece of metal a few weeks ago and it went dum, 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 right under the car. Right. And I was like, oh, no. So I, I did pull over further down and I looked under the car to see if it had done anything and I didn't see any damage. So it's actually gone... Uh, the tyre sort of hooked it and then it's flown into the Because you're going at front. that speed. It yeah. just absolutely pierce Wow. Through. And you know what it's like? It's that decision. I saw it on the road, but when you're going 100 kilometres an hour, you're like, someone next to you. if mm. I swerve, I could have a huge accident. Oh, I'm just going to have to hit it. I'm going to have to hit it. Wow. Um, did you just close your eyes as you were Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. And I shut my eyes when I did it, which is probably it's, just it's dangerous. It's like when you're going past something that might be too high for, for the car or too low for the car <laughs> and you duck down. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want the roof to get hit. I'll duck. I reckon you're bang on. It's the arm of an outdoor furniture chair. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where the good luck comes in. I was sweating all day yesterday, and the guy uh, texted me to say, no worries, I've ordered the the tyre, so we'll get to replace that. That'll be a couple of hundred bucks. Nothing else. And I said, so what about when you went investigating? That piece of metal went perfectly between the headlight and the um, the Engine. fluid yeah. to the windscreen wipers. Yeah. The only spare cavity in there is where it went wow. and just stopped and didn't hit a single thing wow. other than that. Wow. Yeah, that is lucky. Real lucky. That's lucky. It's bad lucky. I do love you. You're such good an lucky at the same time. Man. Yeah. yeah. And that's your good luck. No, and that was too bad luck that yeah. it even happened. Well, you <laughs> ran over the silver lining and it went into your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the real bad luck was that I couldn't blame Adrian and make him pay for it because I knew I had done it. You considered it, it though, right? I'm really surprised you let that go that no, easy. No, I'm not that bad. That could have been bloke. a week's worth of fun, though. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. I fell in love with the moon last night, the <laughs> super blood moon. Mm-hmm. Um, watched the lunar eclipse and I uh, want to get a printout. Never thought about that, but want to get a printout. So you can go to some people's page and they got the link there. And then Stav's gone, yeah, but it won't be that moon. It's like, it is that moon. And then I'm like, how am I getting the legitimate one from that one? Do they not just we'll Photoshop them? Mm. It's a hard one. Can you get a photo of the moon holding up yesterday's newspaper? <laughs> 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 I 
I'll request it. <laughs> it probably. Look, it probably is. Yeah, but could you is. tell her? Could you tell the difference? Uh, no. Is an art in the eye of the beholder? So no, if you no, believe no, it, it's, it's it. Yeah. And then it, where, where is he? You know, what, what vision's that? Anyway, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, my wife and I have got a good thing going on when it comes to school pick up and drop off. Mm. She does the mornings because I'm not there. She works later, so then I pick up the kids. Perfect. But, you know, it's a bit of a juggle because uh, we're blessed that on a Tuesday my mum looks after my daughter and then she does daycare the other days. So when you forget that and you go to the daycare on a Tuesday, there's a couple of things at play, and that is you've wasted time driving all the way there mm. and then you get the look of the ladies of like deadbeat dad don't know where the kid is <laughs> which is accurate when I knew she was there I just <laughs> forgot for a moment but they all played along I'm trying to log her out of the iPad because it's a login system I'm like she's not showing up for some reason there's something wrong with the iPad and it was the power cutout day uh, so I thought it was because uh, of that. But they had power, so she didn't know about the power cutout. We had a big, long conversation about uh, that. Like, anyway, I'll get out of here, and I'll walk out the back. The other two ladies go, did you forget something? <laughs> it's like, no. Nah. They're like, are you here to pick something up? Like, no. Nah. They're like, your kid's not here. I was like, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. But no thanks. Cat Saga Part 2. Oh, yeah. The, the diabetic, diabetic cat. The diabetic cat that I've been Cleo? placed in charge with. They're Cleo. Whenever um, Cleo's parents are away, they were at a wedding last night and they wanted to stay overnight. So it was my job to go over this morning before I came into work and give the cat its insulin. Inject it. You've got to inject You've got it. got to inject it with a syringe. Not too much of a drama this time. The only issue was I don't think the cat is used to being woken up that early because it was at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Cat was not happy. You ever like when you have to get close to a cat that's not happy? It was hissing at me. And it was hissing and like, like go away. And you know that thing where you get angry because you're like, I'm saving your life. I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be here. If I don't do this, you die. Don't get mad at me for that. I got, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. I'll just take this away. You're gonna do that? I'll just take. I'll inject myself. <laughs> Stop hissing at me. So be more grateful, Cleo. Thanks, but no thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.